Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, what did we watch today? What episode was this? This was the seventh episode of season five, entitled oh. Bondage and Beta Male Sexuality. Yes. Hot. Uh, this episode was written by Dan Guterman. Mm. Have we made fun of his name before? I feel like we have. You. <laughs> I, don't. Have. I don't make fun of their names. Okay. Uh, who did our theme song? Alex Moschina of Slacktree.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a month. We've been away because of the Olympics. A month or three weeks? Who cares? It's the same thing. Oh, that's true. I might also be confusing because of CFL. Yeah. That... Community Fantasy League, for those not in the know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, yeah. we're finding our, our legs again. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have any news, though. Unless I mean, uh, we could talk about G.I. Jeff. Yeah, G.I. Jeff was a picture that went up on the internet. We saw uh, a picture of, of a cartoon G.I. Joe version of Jeff, presumably from the animated episode upcoming. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. And that's official. That, like, I've, I saw that from the official NBC community Twitter. So I saw it on the AV Club. It's not like a leak. Yeah. It's like, hey, get excited, guys. Yeah. Spencer's, was he in the next episode or I feel like he's soon? The next episode? Yeah. Spencer I don't know if we Harmontown, know. Again, those who, uh, who don't listen to Harmontown. Yeah, I don't know if we know which episode. I presumed it was the D&D Revisited episode. That makes the most sense. Oh, that's true. But also, uh, you know, he, he mentioned, or Dan Harmon mentioned on Harmontown, who's in the scene with him. Yeah. And it's it's uh, Brie Larson. No. If I recall, it, there was a picture when they were filming that episode, Dan Harmon posted a picture to Twitter, and um, it looked like they were on the set for Robin's apartment. Okay. So just that's... Are you just calling it Abed's apartment now? I mean, Abed and Annie's apartment. There we go. Yeah. But you're leaving out the... Well, Troy doesn't live Troy, there Troy anymore, doesn't live right? there anymore. What are you trying to force me to, to, okay. to say? Are we going to do a remake of uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, but it's with, with Troy? Oh, Troy boy. doesn't live here anymore? <laughs> it's a stretch, that one. Uh, let's talk about today's episode. I guess. Uh, what we happens should. in it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, as, the, as you read the IMDb description to me earlier... Yeah. It's uh, uh, Duncan wants to get with Britta and ask for Jeff's help. Yes. The ask for Jeff's help is what's unique to this episode. Yeah. He's always wanted to get with Britta. Yeah. Well, and also the, the focus on Duncan trying to get Britta. Yes. This is, there has not been a whole episode devoted to it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what the... Abed and Hickey. Oh, yeah, Abed <laughs> what are you doing? It's, it's, it's a month really that long to you, Andrew. <laughs> You I didn't know what you were leading what you're into. Doing. We were talking about the episode. Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Abed uh, is delayed uh, by Hickey on his way to see a movie. The Kick Puncher reboot. Yeah, Kick Puncher reboot. Yeah. Which is definitely a commentary on the uh, Robocop, Robocop remake. Yeah. Uh, so that's something. Yeah. Where, well, spe- specifically, Abed says he's mad about the costume change. Yes. Which is kind of what happened with Robocop. Yeah, they made the kick puncher costume black, probably. That's what happened. 
and more sleek. Yes. And Batman like. <laughs> <laughs> let's sidebar. Did you did you think the new RoboCop costume was Batman like? Well, in initial pictures, yeah, but during the film, no. Yeah, it was just black and it was sleek black. and dumb. Uh, but at the, I mean, uh, spoilers for a movie no one cares about. At the end, they switched him back to classic silver, right? Because that uh, was you know, I have lost that was Michael by that point. That was Michael Keaton's idea, and at that point, uh, Gary Oldman took over. No, because he said, started back to silver. He started in classic silver. Yeah, he started, started in silver, and then Michael Keaton was like, "Make him black." I don't care. Let's talk. going to the nonsense. <laughs> there's a very <laughs> there's a time limit on how long I can talk about the RoboCop remake. Sorry, guys. Uh, um, yeah, which this is uh, the. The do we want to dive right in? Yeah. Okay, because there's there's a very sad moment where Abed's making this costume and putting it on, and he looks over at the empty chair where Troy would be. Yeah, and that's just sad. I get you. That hits you in the heart. Why does he go into Hickey's office? Because he saw Hickey was there, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, I this is an opportunity to show off my kick puncher costume to somebody." Okay. I think because leading up to that, he's walking through the halls. He's trying to do a fun kick puncher thing, but mm-hmm. but no one's around to do it with him. And uh, he sees, hey, you know, there's another human here. I'll go talk to him. Mm-hmm. When and he's hypothetically interacted with Hickey before on the committee. Yeah, I, mean, so. I don't think that's hypothetical. I think we, we they definitely know each other. I don't think that's uh, not yeah. true. Well, I don't know. If Hickey like... was very involved in his uh, the floors lava game. Yeah, but I think like adversarially. Yeah adversarial but in a fun game like if you play a game with someone you're not like oh we're enemies now because i played halo with him one time well that happens i guess all right <laughs> uh so start my first note here is about jeff giving duncan tips uh jeff's tips to duncan i feel like in a way he's almost trying to sabotage duncan in that he gives him he tells him to do exactly what Jeff did in season one when Jeff was trying to have sex with Britta, mm-hmm. which uh, I mean didn't I mean ultimately I guess did work out, but uh, I don't think it was his uh, his going to that weird protest that that uh, got them together. You know, you're right. Yeah, okay. I think I think it's also a thing though uh, where Jeff failed because he was so transparent about it. Yeah. Do you think think Duncan is smoother than Jeff? (laughs) I don't think he's smoother, but I think because they already know each other, it's not like, who's this weirdo who's hanging out with me and showing up everywhere that I am? So if Jeff had waited four years and then... Or at least if he had... If Look, can we just just face facts that Jeff was just immediately a creep Uh... in that first season? (laughs) He made up a fake study group just to have sex with this woman. Uh, yeah. And then he ended up getting involved in a real study group and then tried to break them up by making them all hate each other. That was, you know, that, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. You've talked before about season one Jeff. He was a villain at the start, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I would say Duncan has done stuff almost as bad over the years. Duncan is not a hero. Well, no, also in that very same first episode, he lied to Jeff and tried to steal his car. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't really see a huge difference. I, I see, I see Duncan trying the same tricks that Jeff tried. Do you think Duncan is like a British version of Jeff? No, I think he's British Jason Biggs, as he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Know. Is he referring to the American Pie movies? Is that what he's referring to? Are or you, just... are you thinking he's intimating that he has had relations with a pie? Or well, I mean, like, is Jason Biggs known for? romantic comedies no i think he's saying like you know hey i'm not the best looking guy i'm just kind of this dopey everyman i think that's what he was saying okay yeah dopey everyman yeah i'm not do you disagree would you call i'm not big on bigs 
Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. If there's a that we need to discuss uh, the filmography of Jason Biggs. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. So then they're 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 having a uh, a meeting for the uh, save what's it called the save Greendale committee. Uh, nice little note. The uh, the teachers get head starts at the job fair, which I like. <laughs> Just this tacit and then like yeah, like if you're a teacher at Greendale, you want and deserve <laughs> to work somewhere else. Uh, yep. That was nice. Um, then um, implementing uh, Jeff's tip, Duncan brings up the uh, it's a theater show to benefit people with cleft palates. Is that that to was feed the... to feed people with cleft palates? Okay, yes. yeah. Um, at which point, even Chang agrees that this is a good cause. This is a, a rare uh, good where Chang is a good guy. I want to say this is how Duncan failed. Cleft palates aren't obscure enough. What do you mean? Uh, didn't Jeff say like pick the most obscure, the most hopeless, or something? Uh, possibly. You think he should have gone more obscure? Oh, he should have gone way deeper. Yeah, Jimmy Pardo's out there talking about cleft palates all the time. Everyone knows about that. Yeah, because that's Smile Train. Mm-hmm. That's like a big thing. Is it a big thing outside of the podcasting world? I've heard of it. I've only ever heard of it through Jimmy Pardo. Though. And I've seen like commercials for the cleft palate funds. You know where they? That's true. They've seen they uh, show the pictures of the kids before and after. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he should have gone way deeper. He should have gone like people who were born without a left pinky toe and can't walk straight. Yeah, but ultimately he did not fail. I mean, he, she, there was that moment in the, uh, to jump ahead. There was that moment in the car when she said she would have done th- something, but, uh, but just had a moral crisis. I don't think that was, th- that was Duncan. That was her friends. And Duncan didn't plan for her friends to be there to screw her up. That's true. He just kind of lucked into that. He definitely lucked into that. Yeah. All right. Fair point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, and then, so, uh, my next note is about the benefit. You got anything before that? Um, nope, my note is also at the benefit. So, uh, I have Chang, very few notes, I'm gonna just do it. Okay, I got some notes. <laughs> Chang gets a phone call from, uh, who was calling him on the phone there? His like, wife, or his ex-wife. It was that, it was he her. Sandra. He, oh, I didn't, I heard a name, I didn't catch that it was Sandra. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, the, the, I think that's worth noting, that Chang is apparently involved with his ex-wife again, mm-hmm. in some way. Did they ever get divorced officially? They did. Uh, I think it was something. I don't think we saw it. I think it was at some point in like season two. And he off, said, like, by the thing. way, yeah. Okay. But it, it was definitely explicitly stated that they did get divorced. Yeah, it was interesting because whatever they were talking about was something that concerned the both of them. Yeah. The way that he was talking. Yeah. Um, which I could only think of like maybe a house or a car. Yeah. Something that a shared a property. Ooh, a dog. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think it's pretty clear that I think season three taught us that he didn't get the house or the car. Well, maybe something that would still be in his name that he could have screwed up and affected her with. Okay. Um, like, if if his name was still, like, on the house, and he suddenly had bad credit because he was uh, in jail, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, that would affect a lot of things. That's true. Uh, but, you yeah. Think we're going to see more of this? Uh, his wife coming back into play in his life? I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting that they brought it up in this moment. I mean, it was for a pretty good gag. Yeah. Uh, the first gag on it is that he he accidentally walks into a small theater stage, yeah, and they think he's doing a performance. Yes, which he immediately rolls with, and then just puts on a one man show. A one man show, which yeah. I would watch. I would watch that as well. I would watch Chang's. We also found show. out that uh, Chang is uh, was apparently born in Hong Kong. I didn't. I, I didn't think really, we knew that. We knew he was Chinese. I don't think we knew he was actually from China. 
I thought he... Did he say where he was born before? Remember the episode where Shirley's giving birth and he said where he was born? I think he, he talked where... about the events surrounding his birth. I don't think he talked about where he was born. Hmm. Okay. We know that he ate his twin in utero. Yeah. We know that Chang babies love alcohol. You can drink all throughout Chang pregnancies. Sure. And we know that they're always premature. Mm-hmm. I think it's new information. Okay. Uh, write us a postcard if we're wrong, as always. I'll go with it. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> So then, okay, then we got Andrew Hickey into into this. Story. Oh, I do, I do want to mention. I think uh, it's kind of funny when uh, Annie and Shirley are talking about. Apparently, they've seen some kind of performance or short film, and they're trying to suss out what it meant. Oh yeah, that's kind of a funny conversation. Yeah, there, there was a nice little thing where they they say, "Oh, it's about how we're all drones and slaves to corporations," and then they immediately decide to go to McDonald's. It's a nice <laughs> little uh, setup punchline. Um. So Troy's wandering through the halls, as we talked about. He's missing Troy. Abed, Abed is missing is walking through the halls, uh-huh. missing Troy. Sees Hickey. Um, there's nice. Little, I, I like that. Uh, uh, he. So I forget how it came up, but uh, Abed asks Hickey what he would do in the event of an apocalypse, and uh, Hickey has a plan in place. Which oh, yeah. I like that Hickey has thought about that. I wrote down he specifically said he would hoard cinnamon. He would hoard cinnamon. That's brilliant. <laughs> he would he would raise goats, and he would travel only by night. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think is smart. I think a lot of people uh, in these post-apocalyptic fiction they don't they don't do that. So uh, I, I'm why only I'm by s- night? Is that because everyone else is traveling by the day? You can sneak around by night if if there's some horde of uh, of uh, you know some gang out there. Do you think you'd find a se- a safe place to sleep during the day? I think you would have to do that. I I'm concerned about how he's going to get his goats around at night. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, I'm thinking if he's got a if he's got a herd of goats, he's not gonna be doing a lot of traveling at all. Yeah, no. We're worried about Jake. <laughs> uh, you know, we like your plans as a whole. Uh, I'm not sure you thought of them all the way through. I don't think. Well, maybe he initially travels by night until he finds the goats. until he gets that herd of goats. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you mean you're not immediately gonna get a goat. Also, if you, I mean, if you're if you're traveling by night for stealth reasons, goats are gonna be blowing your cover. Goats are loud. Yeah, or they could be covering your noise. That's true. It could be a distraction. Yeah, but goats are food, so it's a distraction that makes people want to come to you. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of trouble here. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to rethink his plan. He does. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Troy, uh, I keep calling him Troy. I just miss Troy you so miss much. Troy. Um, Alvin wants to demonstrate his uh, foam cannon, which he has on his shoulder, the kick puncher uh, mm-hmm. costume, uh, which he sprays all over. Hickey's cartoons. What I like about this is this is kind of like a this is like a Dennis the Menace style plot. This is real old school of like some rambunctious kid ruins ruins the old man's important paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that angle. Um, I also love um, when Hickey is making fun of Abed. His his example is like, oh, don't let anyone, don't let Abed see a hamburger because if he sees a hamburger, we'll time travel. <laughs> Which uh, I I, I kind of want to see that episode. I, I, that's a perfect Abed scenario, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so that was all good. <clears throat> Uh, and then we see Hickey's cartoon for the first time, which we have heard about. Well, you're skipping over Hickey handcuffs Abed. Oh, that's true. To a file cabinet. You know, what? and I, he says yeah. he's doing that. As a punishment, he's not going to let Abed watch this movie. Yes. Because he believes that no one has ever told Abed no. Everyone's indulged in his little fantasies. Yeah. Uh, which I think there's an interesting argument here. Okay. Um, where, uh, I mean, it's definitely like a like a weird generational thing where the, the, you know, the old people say, oh, these kids have it so easy. Yes. 
It's and, definitely a part and, of it. And Abed's one of those kids who's like, oh, well, I've been bullied my whole life. Like, and you're just another bully. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I fall on this. This, is, uh, <laughs> this troubles me. Yeah. Does this trouble you? Um, or what do you, what do you feel about this? You know, I don't know. I think I have the same, uh, I, I like you, I, I don't think I'm firmly on either side, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I don't feel especially troubled by it. Because, I mean, as we've seen with Abed, they do kind of walk on eggshells. They yeah. they play in his games. That's been addressed in the past as well, I would say. But never like Usually this. Usually by Britta. Yeah, but never like this in a way where someone is just going completely against uh, what Abed wants to do and not even allowing him, like not budging. Hickey doesn't budge. I mean, this is the first time someone has successfully not budged. I think there have been several instances where Britta tried to not budge, but because everyone else was going along with it, it didn't work out. Hmm. The uh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, I recall, the, the entire time she was maintaining that it was an illusion and everything. But since everyone else was allowing him to buy into it, it didn't really matter that she was not budging. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just sort of a, a very different thing, than a different scenario than we've ever seen before. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. They're like. still keeping it fresh in season mm-hmm. five. Or a season four, as I mistakenly called it many times, because I try to forget the gas leak here. Um, we, but we see, now on to the important part to me, mm-hmm. we see uh, Hickey's cartoon for the first time. We, it's been talked about a lot this season. We've seen parts of it. We've seen parts of it. We've, we've seen, seen the duck. We've seen the duck, but now we see the first actual full, fully fledged out strip. And I gotta say, I'm a big fan of Hickey's cartoon. I love it. It makes me laugh. If it, if I, if it was a webcomic on the internet, I would read it. Mm. It's pretty great. So just to go through the first one we see is um, Jim the Duck is at a grocery store. He says He's in the express line. He says, what are you talking about? I only have 14 items. Uh, cashier says, uh, bananas count as individual items. You have 15 bananas. Last frame is the duck saying, what the hell? Then, of course, the second strip is um, the duck is feeding uh, pigeons. Yeah. Very excited about it. He's like, hey, I'm feeding the pigeons. Panel two, the pigeons say, we're gluten-free. <laughs> Panel three, what the hell? That's great. I I, I would never get tired of that. I, I love that comic. What do you think of that? Yeah. Of that cartoon? No, and it makes sense coming pretty from, from Hickey. Yeah. That's kind of his, uh, his, he's the his old, point of view. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old grouch. The, the curmudgeon. Where he's like, I'm trying to do something, and nobody nobody's letting me do it. Yeah. Like, these kids. What the hell? <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> if I was feeding you bread, you'd eat it, even if you were gluten-free. <laughs> uh, yeah, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next note is, is about Britta and Duncan in the car. But before we get to that, we have uh, Britta runs into some old friends. Yeah. Uh, her old friends are interesting. Yeah. Mikhail or yeah. Mikhail or whatever. I thought the guy's name was Mike Hale. Like yeah, right. His name was Mike and his last name was Hale. I was trying to understand that as well. Uh, and then uh, Jeff pointed out that it was, in fact, just a pretentious pronunciation of Michael. Mm-hmm. That guy looked familiar to me, but it was not listed on IMDb who he was. That yep. was Brock Hardley. Brock Hardley. Our, 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 we, have, we have an audience of one today, and <laughs> she knew who that was. So uh, okay. I don't know the name still, but uh, we'll talk off air. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I know him from something. Um. Yeah, I think it's interesting that when we first see Britta reunite with her friends, she's almost she's ashamed to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I think it's like a funny, weird, typical move where someone's like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person and immediately goes to that person to say yeah. hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it turns out she's kind of like a she's like a weird hero. A weird hero because, well, she was worried that they would think she was a sellout mm-hmm. because she's going to school to start a career. 
Um, and at first she, she, they laud her as a hero for, for not being a sellout. And then she finds out, in fact, they're just better at being sellouts than she is. They're not all... only better at being sellouts, but they think they're doing better work than her little protests. Yes. Which maybe they are. Yeah, I, I could definitely be, be seen. <laughs> but they're still jerks for like lording it over her the way they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think they only they take a jerk turn at the end when they basically do intimate that because she has the le- least well she's the least important. Yeah. That's a dick move to point out. Oh, you're the you have nothing to lose. That's a that's a harsh way to put that. But uh, I don't I don't I don't necessarily see them as jerks until that point. Mm-hmm. You disagree with me? Mm. I'm trying to think of everything they said before then. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe they just they just felt There's like the noise off air. My cat is attempting to open the door and turn the doorknob. So I'm gonna let it happen. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. She has succeeded in the past. All right. Uh, no, I I think just maybe an attitude, not not verbally. I, I don't think they that. said anything that's that was purposefully whatever. You're a sensitive flower. You pick up on these things. I do pick up on these things. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, then uh, my next note. They're in the car. Uh, Duncan, uh, Britta has been brought to tears by, uh, as, as Duncan. Yeah. Oh, this was on. laid out where, where Duncan said that his move was, was to, to be wait, the shoulder to cry on. Wait for her to cry. And yes. then he pulls out a, an oversized, <laughs> at class. least I think it's oversized handkerchief. That, it looks large. That seems like a normal handkerchief to me. Have you seen a lot of handkerchiefs? Uh, you know what? I can say, I, I, I think I have. I think I've watched a lot. I mean, only on TV. Okay. But, uh, I feel like I, ha- I do have a lot of handkerchief experience. <laughs> Put that on a resume. <laughs> yeah. So has watched a lot of TV shows where people have handkerchiefs. No, just put handkerchief experience. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, that's his plan was to wait for her, and then Jeff says you have an hour. Yes. And it just so happens. Well, that Jeff's Jeff is now be- become reinterested in Berta because he sees her being liked by people, mm-hmm. which, uh, as he points out, he he hated Reese's Pieces until E.E.T. ate them. <laughs> he's a he's a jealous type. If someone else likes something, he wants it. Yeah. Um. So he's gonna go after her in an hour. Is what he says. Yeah, and so it just so happens that she comes crying after her friends, uh, you know, put her down. Yeah. Uh, her old friends put her down. Yeah. And Duncan's there with his handkerchief, and he's the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. And uh, he gives her a ride home, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I I, we, we, I like that we see um, Duncan attempting to, to be smooth and seductive in this mm-hmm. scene <laughs> and and uh, really, really failing at it. <laughs> of course he, you he like music. Out, what are you, a fish? Yeah, classic line. <laughs> of course you like music. What are you, a fish? Uh, great line, <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> and then instead of music, he immediately puts on what he calls the British Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> which, as he says, is timeless, but it does require to you to know that he went to the prime minister went to Oxford, but not Cambridge. Um, I like that a lot. Which I think is also a little, uh, little slight uh, Monty Python reference in that anytime I, I've ever seen any kind of behind-the-scenes thing about Monty Python, someone always says, well, it's important to note that half of them went to Oxford and half of them went to Cambridge. That seems like that's uh, a lot of people's go-to British comedy trivia. All right. Uh, and I really like the way it showed up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Britta, you know, Britta's vulnerable. She's upset. And Duncan, uh, much like season one, Jeff, he he has a uh, he uh, a moment of moral awakening. He decides to not do the bad thing. Well, and, and gives her some genuinely good advice about uh, feeling uh, self-importance. 
What, what was that? What you when say? he says, uh, you know, go uh, go and be yourself. Remind yourself that even when you're alone, you still exist. All right. That was the advice she needed in that moment. Um, Very perspe- or, uh, perceptive of Dump. Dump. Oh, goodbye. I'm done. <laughs> Dumpkin. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, Dumpkin. So, uh, but I think it's also interesting what Britta says to Duncan. Which where, is? Where she says she always forgot that Jeff and Duncan were friends before the yeah. whole group came together just because they don't seem to act like friends. Yes. I think that's like an interesting uh, thing to point out because they are, they, they do like bicker a lot, but I mean, we understand that they're friends, but it's like, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I would call them friends still, to be honest, their relationship was, um, Jeff got him out of a DUI charge and Jeff wanted him, wanted to use him to get answers. I feel like they had a very much business relationship. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think they've bonded more, especially I mean, now that Jeff's then. a teacher since then. But yeah. I, I don't. I, I but don't... even think when when Duncan was their sociology professor, there might have been some more. Uh, I, I think we need to revisit that episode when uh, when uh, we found out that Jeff uh, likes football because it's fashionable soccer. Yeah. No, it? I I like that episode. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that to me was a, a great display of them not being friends. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think maybe I think maybe now they're friends. But uh, before uh, I would say no, and I think that's that soccer. I said football because I was thinking from Duncan's point of view. That yep. episode really kind of, I think that was the turning point for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's good. We haven't even talked much about Chang. No. I actually really like this well, Chang I, I love Chang subplot, but I don't, I don't really have a, any specific notes about it because I think it was just kind of great. Yeah. And yeah. it really t- ties it up at the end. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Chang, he first, you know, goes on and puts on his one-man show. And then as soon as he leaves that room that he snuck into to make his phone call yeah, or to take the phone call. There's a janitor who says, what were you doing in there? Nobody's allowed in there. The, that, that no one's been in there since the fire of 97. Yeah. And Chang's absolutely confused, goes yeah. back in there. There's well, the, not confused. He thinks they're ghosts. Yeah. He thinks he knows what, what he thinks okay. is happening. <laughs> he goes back in there and says, what are you doing? You're ghosts. And then, uh, they say, who told a you stage that? manager comes up yeah. says who told you that he says oh the janitor what janitor yeah <laughs> goes back out to the janitor yeah <laughs> they said that you, you were, were the, the ghost. ghost you just you're... listened to those ghosts yeah, you're gonna believe a couple of ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and so uh by the wait are we at the end yet oh have we uh, yes yeah, so I'm, I'm at to the end oh we... well the wrap-up with I, I didn't have any notes about that but we can talk about that right now yeah um Abed and Hickey, they it comes to a head where they're they're screaming at each other because uh, Abed is, still thinks that he can make the movie because they do they do have this kind of nice genuine moment where they kind of understand each other and then Abed's like so you're gonna let me go now mm-hmm. and then Hickey says no that you still wouldn't learn the lesson uh, at which point they start screaming at each other Abed calls Hickey untalented repeatedly uh, they hurt he each other he says a lot of things <laughs> yes and they're all bad yes. Uh, and, you know, I really uh, understand. So you're on Hickey's side now. No, I'm on Abed's. At that mo- in that oh. moment, I understand, like, I understand Abed's, like, uh, rage. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, haven't you had a moment like that? Where someone has handcuffed me to a final cabinet, so I'll miss yeah, a movie? That, doesn't that happen to you all the time? <laughs> Not really, no. I just realized that's a friend's subplot. Uh, well, specifically to a filing cabinet, but that was for sex reasons. 
Yeah. And the title of this episode is, is Bondage. Bondage. Yeah. And it has the word sexuality. What was Chandler is having sex with Rachel's boss, right? And then he ends up handcuffed. Wasn't to it the his own cabinet. boss or was it Rachel's boss? I think boss? it was Rachel's boss. Because I okay. think Rachel walks in and he, and, right. and he wants her to help him. But he, it's too funny for Rachel to let him go. I, no, because she she's not supposed to be in that office. She oh, went in there right. to get some And she can't paper. let him go because then, that would, then that's that how would the give boss her away. would know. Uh-huh. I'm really glad we, we got to the bottom of this. Anyway, um, very glad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Abed, he comes back because he's already missed the movie at this point. He's come mm-hmm. back and he says, I was writing this cop movie. Troy thought it was hilarious. I couldn't tell him it wasn't a comedy. Uh, I, I need your help. So uh, do you think in that moment, Abed recognizes something like he recognized something in the Jim the Duck comics that was missing yes. in his own script? Yes. And so he realized that if those two elements combined, it could make something good. Uh, or does he just go like, "Hey, this guy was a cop. Maybe I think he can help both. with my cop movie." I think it's both. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how they ultimately make amends. That's that's the end of their story. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're at the end. The last scene in the okay. room. Uh, oh, so and Jeff and Duncan hang out instead yes, of Duncan they, having sex. Yeah. After deciding to not have sex with Britta, he he comes back uh, and and bros out with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I I just love the Chang. He, Chang comes in and he he's like, "What?" Do you guys believe in ghosts and do you listen to them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the shining payoff. Well, there's first there's the Sixth Sense uh, reference. Uh, yeah. Where he flashes back and sees that no one was responding to him that whole night. Mm-hmm. And then the shining payoff where we pan to the corner and we see a, a shining style old timey picture <laughs> with Chang in it. And then it pans down to the caption. And I definitely and, saw Dan Harmon was in that picture. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I was looking for Chang. It took me a as, second. As it was, was zooming uh, in, yeah. he was off to the side. Uh, it took me a second to find Chang, and I was kind of, uh, I was like really, I was embarrassed to myself in the moment, like, why can't I find Chang? Uh, and so I was intently looking for him, and that's probably why I missed Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. But I love, it pans down. Yeah. And, and we it, see the caption is <laughs> Old Timey Photo Club 2014. <laughs> that's great. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, but Tag, first, the, well, I got, a, oh. I got one more note about this meeting. Okay. Um, Jeff and Duncan both hurt their hands trying to prove they could whittle, mm-hmm. which I like at, at some point they both, uh, they both knew that they couldn't whittle, but still felt it was important to prove to the other one that they could. I, I, I love that, that there's enough insecurity in the room for them to both do that. I okay. thought that was a really great activity for them to have done together. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we have the tag. Yes. Uh, which is, Duncan comes into the dean's office and just wants to know the name of the Tex-Mex place. Which is not Senior Kevin. Not Senior Kevin, But in fact, Salsa Von Tacos. That's interesting. Which is a great name. <laughs> but uh, I want to know what happened with Senior Kevin's. Did, uh, is Dean also a big diehard fan and now he can't go there either? Maybe, see, I'm not big on food. What is Tex-Mex? Uh, it's, it's the Mexican food that was then influenced by uh, food in Texas. Settlers in Texas mixing with the Mexican culture and creating their own unique fr- uh, version Would of Mexican food. Would you say that the food we've seen so far at Senior Kevin's is Tex-Mex food? I mean, we've, we've not really delved. We haven't really seen it. We haven't gotten in-depth on the menu to Senior Kevin's. We've mm-hmm. just seen kind of basic Mexican items. It could be Tex-Mex. Uh, Senior Kevin, that's, you know, Kevin's not a Mexican name, so no. perhaps that's that's a indication that it is Tex-Mex. Uh, but clearly not the Tex-Mex place. Yes, because the Tex-Mex place is Salsa Von Tacos. Uh, so, uh, Duncan just wants to know the name and the Dean thinks that he's being invited to come along. Yeah. And they do that wonderful, awkward thing where you just say, everyone says no. 
while pointing at things. Yeah, it's the, the, the verbal equivalent of trying to walk around someone, but you both keep going the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns into like a weirdly emotional moment. Yeah, they both make confessions about abandonment issues and uh, and hug, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plugs? Oh, we do those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also uh, have another podcast yep. uh, called Nerds Eye View, where it's myself, uh, Matthew Esposito, and Jordan Scott, sometimes Thomas Willett, and sometimes little old Matt Benson over there. That's right. Uh, joins me as we uh, uh, we all talk about movies and television. Uh, we review uh, new films. Uh, we've been reviewing a lot of Oscar films leading up to the Oscars yeah. this weekend, uh, which that will be our next uh, available episode will be a, uh, an Oscar special. Nice. Uh, and in our last episode, we reviewed... Oh, God, what did we review? See, this is telling. Of uh, Was it an Oscar movie? Probably. Oh, Dallas Buyers Club. Nice. Excuse me. Uh, just because that's not a new movie, that's why I didn't think of it. Right I understand. Uh, but yeah, Dallas Buyers Club, uh, it's worth it. Nice. It's good stuff. I want to see it, still have it. Uh so yeah, that's at nevpodcast.com or benviewnetwork.com slash nev. Yep. Anything else? That's that's it for me. Okay. I'm always simple. You're the one with the uh, man with five podcasts. Uh is it? I guess it is up to five now. Uh go to Benview Network, check out all the all the podcasts I do there and all the podcasts we have there, really. Um but the ones that I'm on are Popsicles, uh um Matt and Breno's wrestling show. The Community Fantasy League podcast, which you should only really listen to if you're in the Community Fantasy League. But, or if you uh, just yeah. like listening to us discuss in detail everything that happens. In an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do that. Um, and Benson's Boombox, uh, although that's on hiatus, but it will come back soon. Uh, still check out uh, Nightwing Lost Power Girl, the most recent acquisition of the Ben Me Network. That's a comic book podcast. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Matt Benson. That's at Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow the show on Twitter. That's at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, you can write us an email. That is uh, ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can and should review us on iTunes and uh, rate us. Uh, it helps us out. And if you uh, if you say something uh, on iTunes, we'll we'll mention you on the show. You'll get a little mention. Have you checked? I'm loading it right now. I checked yesterday. There weren't uh, any new ones podcastland.com do that is a place where you could vote for us as podcast of the month uh you just go to podcastland.com uh and search for shut up leonard or you can you put a link in yeah the i put a link in the description just you click, click on that link click on that link you put in your email you click vote they send you a confirmation email and you click that link and yeah. you've all voted yeah and you've done it you've done it by but and that's every month so uh, do it in March. Yeah. Because February is pretty much done. Unless you want to really rally and, and get it done well, tomorrow. I mean, do it today and th- the next day. Yeah, because that's all that is left of February. I have it up. Don't say the thing yet because there's still time to check. No, I let you talk. Uh, no new reviews. <laughs> Good thing we waited. And nothing on... What's the other thing that you check? Was there two things that I checked? Oh, Twitter? Oh, I, yeah, but I check, I'm checking that all the time. I'm always on, on mm. Twitter. Shout shout out to Philly Cat. Philly Cat, King James, our number one fan, tweets us all the time. We've mentioned him enough. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.